take your position. The show is about to start. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to On Screen, where we discuss all things cinema all the time. Here's your host. The award goes to Joe Burnett, Joe Cuffney, and Jesse Reichenstein. Lights, camera, action. Okay. Well, happy new year. This is January happy 2nd. New year. The year of 2022. <laughs> I like your little icon. Um, yeah, well, this let's ring in the new year with a not so happy story, but uh, old movie. <laughs> old movie. Um, let's talk about Brian's song from 1971. This is a story about two men. They competed for the same job. One was white, the other black. <laughs> One liked to talk a lot. You said, uh-huh. The other was shy as a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. Hey, rookies gotta stick together. Our story is about how they came to know each other, fight each other. I'm gonna whip you, Sayers. But you gotta be at your best. And help each other. I think I, I owe you a beer. How are you? A lot more than that. Yeah. What it comes down to is that J.C. had a notion here, and Ed seems to think it's a good idea. We'd like you and Brian Piccolo to room together. You had me worried. I thought it was something really. This is something really. Man, you're talking about a white man and a black man rooming together on a team that's never been done before. What J.C. is saying is that there may be some pressures, severe ones. <laughs> I was afraid to get up. I figured not everything was going to come with me. <laughs> you have never seen anyone so black and blue in your life. <laughs> it's like a rooming with a colored play again. Gail <laughs> <laughs> told the joke. <laughs> Gail, I'm sending Brian Piccolo back to Chicago. He's always been in shape, willing to give 100%. But he's not doing that anymore. And that's what worries me. I don't know what it is. Could be something physical, or it might be a, an emotional disturbance. I mean, I know perfectly well what's wrong with me. Gail, I, uh, I think I'm pregnant. Don't make fun of me, Brian. I'm scared. I'm no idiot. This thing I got's bad, I know that. But, uh, well, it's just a detour, Joy. I'm not gonna let it stop me. I'm just not. There's no way. The tough, tender, and true story of Gail Sayers and Brian Piccolo. This is your pick, Joe. Yep, this was one of my picks. So, like, I kind of have been on a football movie kick, and so, like, you know, before the holidays, anyway. Then the holidays hit. Got to do the holiday movies. Um, but I was trying to think of like other football movies that uh, would be in contention for, you know, best football movie. Um, 
And I hadn't seen this, like I, you guys, when I mentioned I was picking this, you guys said you watched this in school and I have no memory watching this in school. Um, but I remember watching this, my dad would always get uh, videos from the library and this was a library pick he brought home one time uh, when I was younger. And so I watched it then. Um, but I was like, maybe it'd be a good time to resurface this one and, and see what it was like. Cause I, I didn't really remember too much about it. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to hear what you guys think. I do. I want to go back to that. You said, cause we did watch this in seven. I watched it in Mr. Vitale's class in seventh grade. I don't know about you, Jesse, but same. Yeah. Same thing. Now I'm looking back. Why, why did we watch this movie? I was trying to remember like what maybe of the project around it was maybe. or why, what we are reading that maybe. I think we read a version of Brian's song in that like giant book. You know, like in school, you just had that like giant yes. book that was under the t- the desk that you pull out and it just have like stories and stuff. And once in a while, they'd be like, we're going to read something from that book. Yes. I, I think you're totally right. There. It was like a short, we read like a short story version of it or something. Yeah, or, maybe. I don't know. That sounds right. Yeah. But yeah, but turns out not a happy movie. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's a very nice story, but it, it is very uh, sad there by the end. I, and like, there's all sorts of like, uh, like, like I was trying to trying to figure out if, if I would consider this more of a timepiece movie or more of like, like an actual football movie. And, and I, I don't know. I think, I think it'd be a little bit of both For you sure. know? because, yeah. you know, you've got, you've got the, I do love the like old school football, like, you know, I, I just, I just love that. Um, but the, you know, there's the whole racial component. There's the, um, obviously like Brian getting sick, uh, and then finding the tumors. Uh, so like, I feel like there's a lot going on that isn't football in this movie, but I still would consider this a football movie. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. That is interesting. Uh, I never thought about that. Like until you just brought that up, it's like, really not as much about the football as the yeah. book, which it which is interesting i don't know if i like that or not i can't tell because like if i'm watching a football movie i kind of want to watch football like a football movie yeah but then again i'm fascinated by the lives and like kind of how they got to their you know yeah like like this is not friday night lights kind of no, thing no, no. like this I, I honestly like if you had to bo- like oftentimes you can boil a movie down to like hey this is like a breakup story or hey this is a uh you know, a love story or whatever. And um, this is really just about these two guys, Brian and Gail, right? And it's about their relationship. And that's, that's the whole, that's the whole story. Um, and I don't know. I, I just think it's, it, the whole thing works because of that relationship. Yeah. I think it's a great, I mean, I, I think it's a great relationship. I, I, I think it's awesome. I mean, it makes it even better that it's a real story. Like, Right. If this wasn't a real story. I don't. It, to me, it wouldn't hit anywhere. But like to, the fact that this is a real and like Gal's Gal's still alive, right? Or no? I don't know. I think I don't, don't want to. I don't want to misspeak on that. I know. One. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think yeah. I think it's just super cool to you know. I think this came out like a few years or not even a few years, a few months after he died. He actually died. I think they made this like. Oh, yeah, maybe that close. Maybe it, was, it might be like a year. I don't remember. I read it somewhere. It was very, very close to when after he died, actually. So, um, which and then my first initial thought when I, you know, when this came on was TV movie, and it it, it is a TV. I mean, it is. It, it is it's a major Short. TV movie, which I do love the length. It's like an hour eighteen or something like that. Great length, but 
it's so funny that you can kind of tell the difference between a TV movie and like a movie movie. Cause like the, to me, that's like the music, the music aspect is like TV music. I don't know what it is about it, but it's like kind oh. of cheesy, but not. But also the transitions. Yes. I was about <laughs> to ask because I wrote this down and I forgot to connect it to a TV movie, but how I'm assuming they were just obviously the commercial breaks, mm-hmm. but how like the music would like fade out and it would fade to black. And I was thinking like, what a funny like old movie thing to do. You know, like that's not in movies. And then I'm like, all right, that's commercials. But it would like, the music would start playing as it slowly fades out and fades to black. Well, I think another thing, like going with that, like I feel like that was actually a thing around in the seventies where they would do that sort of fade. So I feel like some of them could have been organic as well. I just don't know. But you could so kind of stylistic tell. with a purpose. Yes. I feel like if it's cutting in an important part of the story, that's probably commercial break because they want to keep you, you know, like a cliffhanger. So you have to stick around. But who knows? Yeah. I just thought but, it was funny. Joe, I just looked it up and you're actually right. Brian Piccolo died in 1970 and this movie came out in 1971. So gotcha. very, very soon after he died. Dang. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I did read that little trivia fact um that columbia actually put this in theaters because it was so popular and it did so well that they moved it from tv to theaters but then apparently it didn't do well in theaters so but yeah they all. went for it they tried <laughs> something i would love to like kind of see a little sidetrack but like i would love to see like a tv show you know if it comes out every week i would love to see each episode in theaters that would be really cool hmm. like a stranger things you know each episode would be shown in theaters like each week that would be kind of cool that's actually a good idea. If they if they had like a movie pass situation where, you know, you could like be like, I'm going to buy my theater pass to go see Stranger Things or something. And yeah. Just come back every week. That would be sweet. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Just um, throwing out some ideas for just, you. Or the Rest in peace it. movie pass. What a short-lived phenomenon. <laughs> what a thing. What a thing movie It pass. was the best thing ever when it came out. And then it just hit, hit, shit the fan. <laughs> hit the fan. Um. I didn't know James Caan, the Brian. I didn't know that was him. He, I always just think of him from Elf. He's the dad in Elf. Oh yeah, yeah, and Misery. He's like the guy yeah. in Misery too. But I then then I was like, oh wait, I've never seen him as a younger role. But then he's in, he's Sunny um, in the Godfather trilogy, so I have seen him in those. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I haven't really seen him in other things until he was older. So that was kind of funny. Interesting, but. And then Billy D. Williams, he looks so young in this movie. Which one is he? He's the he's plays Gale. He's... Yeah. What has he done after this? I mean, he's known for like Star Wars, like Lando. Billy oh. D. Williams. Yeah, man, I yeah. love when people tell me, <laughs> you know, who these old people are, and I'm like, I didn't. No, nope. <laughs> yeah, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I always get Billy D. and and Carl Weathers, who plays Apollo Creed. I always get them kind of. They look similar. They like, do look similar. Yeah. So I love them both. They're both so good. But Billy D. I still think, well, I, I still think I'd put Rocky above any football movie I think I've ever seen. I think so too. But so this one, okay. So I mean, it's a pretty simple story, right? This, they yeah. try out or they make the team. They try out, make the they team. They met in Buffalo. Oh, mm-hmm. I, was that in the movie? Did I miss that? It's like the opening yeah. line. Oh, yeah. I, when he's I remember like, hearing Buffalo, but okay. That, that, whole, that like, whole thing where he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Because mm-hmm. uh, he said that in, in Buffalo. 
right? Gotcha. That makes sense. I remember hearing something about Buffalo, so that totally makes sense. I yeah, thought it was they were funny. In some game or something, or they both knew they were chosen by the the Bears. Gotcha. It's like an exhibition game or something. Yeah. I uh, another trivia fact. Um, apparently, James Conn, who plays Brian, was way faster than Gail Billy D. So you can tell when they're running, he has to slow down. Like he's running, he's like trying to run slower, which I thought was funny. After reading that, I was like, this makes so much sense. Yeah. It looks kind of bad. I have a question, a movie making question. How yes. do they film those stadium scenes? That's a great question. I was, I was actually trying to Google that. I was Googling that actually. I was trying to figure that out, but I couldn't find anything. I wonder if it was, it was real footage. It was it was at Sam while well, they were playing the 49ers, actually. Right. I remember noticing. But um I I yeah, I don't know how they would I don't know what CGI was like back then, Not but existing. I imagine that was probably a real stadium. What, what do you think it was archival footage oh, of wow. actual plays? Could be. I the only location I could find uh was one in Indiana. So that I don't and I don't think it was a stadium, but gotcha. I mean, it looked well, like good. Maybe, maybe actually, because it, it's St. Joseph's College in Wheatfield, Indiana. Yeah, um, that was a training camp scenes. I got down for that. But I wonder if they have a stadium as a part of the college that they maybe shot at. Oh, uh, maybe got a little more because some yeah. of the like sideline scenes where there's like you can see yeah. all everyone in the audience though, like it's packed. Yeah, I don't know. And, and also, it it was like like on Wikipedia and stuff. It said like Chicago Bears as themselves. Is that mean? Were any of the real players in this? Uh, movie? Dick Buckus was in it. But but like like did other players get to be in this, or are they all just? Is it just Chicago Bears as like the the team is playing itself? I assume it was the real players. I mean, I think because the cool. from what I read, um, the Sayers. I mean, Sayers obviously wrote a book about it, but like they had a big hand in um making the movie a lot of people who are affiliated with brian piccolo and gail Sayers like made this movie like a lot of them helped write the script produce it so i think i assume that a lot of the bears were real players first of all it's probably cheaper and second of all it's it's more authentic so i can appreciate that like i love like i love like um the long the longest yard like the remake because they have a lot of like random football players in there too it's like it's a great mix of actors and uh um real football players so i love when they do that i love when they incorporate real football players i i don't this just made me think of always sunny in philadelphia where they do the tryouts for the eagles Mm -hmm. and they're like this is donovan McNabb," and a guy just pulls up in like an old car and he's so not donovan McNabb. he's like i'm donovan i'm donovan McNabb. donovan McNabb. hey guys i'm donovan McNabb. Uh, I play quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, and I'm here to tell you that you can too if you start every day with a hearty breakfast from McDonald's. I uh, like the new sausage egg McGriddle value meal, available now for a limited time for under $5. Uh, remember, guys, real champs, eat at McDonald's. I'm loving it. <laughs> Can I get the check? That's good. What the hell was that? Thanks, Donnie. Oh. That was not Donovan McNabb. That was not Donovan McNabb. Yes, it was. It was like a McDonald's plug. Was that the guy from the Cosby Show? Was that the guy from the Cosby Show? That was the guy from the Cosby Show. Yeah, he was married to Saul. Alvin. Alvin. Oh, he, they had awesome. Raven Simone. That's, that's so Raven. That's not the guy from, you know what? Splits. Oh. Remember McNabb with uh, Campbell's Chunky Noodle Soup and his oh, mom, yeah. all those ads? Dude, he was so good. He was so fun to right. watch. The best. Um. 
second best Eagles player there was. Donnie Jones, year. number one. Donnie Jones. <laughs> Let's see what else did I write. Yeah, down. But, I mean, like, yeah, like, like you said, though, this is a pretty straightforward story. Uh, not, I mean, the, the one thing that I will say that I really appreciate, and because I, I oftentimes feel the same way, is like uh, when when Gail hurt his knee and uh, Brian was like helping him, you know, rehab his knee. And he told him why he's like, like, I want to beat you when you're hundred percent because I've always been this, you know, second in line and, and I want to get there, but I want to get there the right way. Mm-hmm. And and I sometimes feel that way. I, I often felt that way. Well, I think this, this has passed at this point, but like uh, as a bills fan, I always wanted them to beat Tom Brady. So I was actually really mm. mad when he was traded to the Bucks because the Bills hadn't beat them yet, but they were starting to get good. Right, right. Um, and then they had another shot at him this year, and they lost again. So, like, I just don't think they're ever gonna have that the- redemption arc. But, uh, but <laughs> that's funny. They I did. Love that so, do the Bills? I was wondering this. Do the Bills have a rivalry with the Patriots, or is it just Tom Brady? That's a great question. I would say both, but it's not, I mean, until maybe it's more of a rivalry now, arguably, but like it wasn't that close for Whoa, yeah. a very long time. Uh, like they just cleaned up, but you know, I, I think now maybe it's a little more fair to call it a rivalry, but, but I, I think it's more just like, like a little brother, big brother, I would say if I had to like put a term to it, cause you know, maybe you'll get them like once out of like 30, right. but you know, it makes no. you really want that, that win against, against them, you know? Now there's a, I'm thinking like in divisions, you know, there's usually a team in your division that you hate the most. Like for me, it's the chiefs. Like I, I don't, obviously I don't like the Broncos, or the chargers, but they're on like a different level. Like the chiefs are up here and the other two are like down here. Do you guys have that? Is that like, wasn't it the dolphins for a while? Cause or, I don't know. I'm not super familiar. The with Dolphins that. was more of a rivalry because they could actually beat the Dolphins every right. once in a while. <laughs> for the 49ers, for for I, I would even say still like I think they're more rivals with Seattle, even though they're not as good this year. But like gotcha. you know, historically that's been a, a pretty strong rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I tend to agree. There's usually like the one team that you're like, yeah, above all others, this is the the team we really want to beat. Um, and I don't, I think that was the Patriots for the Bills, but maybe it wasn't the Bills for the Patriots. Right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. A one way. A one yeah, way. Definitely. Yeah. I love like, I love going, you know, watching this movie, watching the football scenes. Cause like, it looks like their equipment was so minimal back then. I want to bring back the sweatsuits. That yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. But like they're freaking, uh, what is it called? They look plastic. Yeah. And there's like one or two bars. It's like a kicker. The, the face mask. Yeah. The face mask. Yeah. It's crazy. And like, they just look so small. Like their shoulders look big, but then everything else looks just like. Well, that's part of what's crazy to me about like the history of the sport of football is like, like I remember I went to uh, the football pro football hall of fame in Canton one time. And um, like, I mean, the football, the way it's played now versus the way it used to be played. Like it, you could have taken any like, relatively fit guys off you know the street and just been like right. yeah just go at it and like that that was football like now it's like running into a brick wall like 
just watching a bunch of grown men concuss each other. Literally. Uh, like it's, it's, it's so much faster and like everyone's just so much bigger. It's just like completely different, but why they have to put in some ways I kind of like the idea of the original where like anyone can just, you know, come in and, and play. Yeah. But I think that's also one of the reasons why like they probably retired earlier because they didn't have as much padding and they just kind of, they, there wasn't as many rules. So it was like, they could just kind of, it was like a free for all essentially (laughs) Um, like Gal Sayers. I read that he was the young, he is currently the youngest player to ever be inducted in the hall of fame at 34, which is crazy. I mean, think about it. Brady's 40 and he's still playing, but I don't know. Players usually running backs. I feel like retire around like 30, maybe 31. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, yeah, that's a long career, definitely right now, that's pretty, yeah. don't have a long lifespan. What in, in, in the well, they have like a long lifespan, they just don't have a long career, I should right, say. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <Lifespan. laughs> well, if you play football, you might not have as long, mm, of a yeah. Lifespan, so. yeah. I don't know, that's a professional debate. football because you play high school football, and I'm sure your lifespan is probably the same as it would have been before you played football. <laughs> I mean, I was a kicker though, so. <laughs> I still love that. One day you have to just wear your kicker if you still have it. And you probably don't have any of that stuff. No. Damn it. But maybe maybe I'll get like a kicker's helmet just for the hell of it. <laughs> you should. You should get a Bills one. That'd be just great. a one bar. Yeah. Yeah. But put like a mic on it so you could do the podcast from the helmet. I should have. Yeah, I should. I should have a helmet on for this. Anytime I pick a football mic'd movie, up. I'll need to wear my helmet. <laughs> you might fall <laughs> off the chair. You never know. Never know. Oh but yeah, not, not not a whole lot to this one. Definitely not. I wouldn't call this a happy movie, but I would say this is probably a classic movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Really well received TV movie. I was yeah. reading yeah. one of them best. Great. And it's funny how, like you said, like it feels like a TV movie. It feels like the story flies by. Yeah. Like it feels very like short, concise. But it's funny, like if the movie's like fifteen minutes longer, maybe it's because like commercial breaks cut up. But like a movie is an hour and a half suddenly transitions so like oh yeah this feels like a movie but like hour 15 it's like it felt like it flew by yeah, yeah it's almost like a nowadays episode of something like literally like <laughs> and like i don't know I, there's probably a doc document there's probably documentaries about this out there i feel like i would almost prefer that just because not that i didn't think the acting was bad but it was just i don't know a story like this i kind of want to see some raw footage i don't know it might just make it a little more emotional well, the interesting thing about that, like, I, I don't disagree with you. I just, like, one, I couldn't imagine being in a documentary as I get sick. It's like, well, right. how do we know I'm going to die here? Right. You know, right. like, I'll, I'll, like there, there's a lot of, like, probably hard to predict elements as well as, like, you know, this is my life. Like, please don't, like, you know, I, um, you know, don't, don't be all up in my business as I'm like going through surgery and stuff, which. Right. I, I don't know. I, 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 I appreciate that they're t- they took the story and they tried to like tell it in this way, because I think if they had done a doc, like there's not cameras as pervasive then as there is now when everyone has a cell phone, but like, you know, that, I guess maybe that's the difference is like, you have to actually be intentional about what, what you want to shoot probably a right. little bit more back then. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, cause they don't cut as much cause a lot of it's one takes and um, cause they just don't have budget, especially for a TV movie in the seventies. Like 
films actually had a more of a budget, but like TV movies probably had nothing. And um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just thinking like, and this might exist. So if there is someone out there who knows this exists, like, let me know. But I would love, I'm just picturing like an HBO thing of like Gal Sayers doing like a whole narration throughout the whole movie, kind of about like his experience. I think that'd be, it's almost like a commentary. Like I would almost enjoy like this movie. 30 for 30. 30 for, exactly. And there's probably one of those. I just haven't looked, but I would love to see maybe even this exact same movie, but with a, like a, almost like a commentary with Gal Sayers talking over it or something kind of talking about production and like how, how related, how like real it is comparable to the story and how his book compares the movie. I'd be really interested in hearing all that. I'd like to see them do like a, you know, like, like, I guess it'd be like 50 or. Yeah. Like a re-restoration copy or something. That would be. Was last year the 50, 50 year anniversary of this coming out? 71. You're right. Cause it was 71. Oh no, that's greenlighted again. Another movie. Dude, ideas. Let's go. <laughs> Speaking of reunions, this actually transitions very well into movie news. Um, do we want to rate? I know we gotta or... do I know we gotta do ratings, okay. but I want to say this because it, it's a good um, the the Harry Potter um, reunion just came out. It's been 20 years. That's um, crazy. Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah, we actually I mean, so like Harry, po- some parts of Harry Potter, I, we consider Christmas movies, even though they're not yeah. really Christmas movies, but like, you know, there's Christmas scenes in it. And sometimes that is just a good, and they always came out around the holiday. So like, for some reason, that association uh, is there for us. Um, so we went through and over the past few weeks, we've been, we watched all of them, all the movies. Right. And then uh, on New Year's Day, the 20 year uh, reunion came out and it was, it was nice to watch. It was uh, it was well done. It just kind of brought you back into that world. And that was just kind of nice. Um, I wouldn't say it was like groundbreaking, but, but it, you know, if, it, if Harry, if the Harry Potter series meant anything to you, like it'll, it'll be nice. It'll be nice to go back. Now, is it like a friend reunion situation kind of style or how is it? Um, it was a little, I, not really. I wouldn't okay. say like, like th- it was a lot like, you know, they were sitting down and talking between oh. like all characters, the directors, um, but it wasn't like weird, like James Corden fashion show. Gotcha. So, so it, I, I liked that part. <laughs> like it, it, it was a little bit more of like, a, like a, almost like a round table. Um, or like, chatting. yeah, but it was, it was more like smaller groups. Like there wasn't really oh, ever one right. time that it was just like everybody sitting down cool. together. And it definitely wasn't like a live event. Like the friends one was, gotcha. um, but but it was more like, you know, putting the characters in some of the sets that they must have rebuilt. Oh, um, cool. And then they just like talked about filming the movies. And so it was, it was interesting. There's a lot, there's a few things that like I didn't know that I won't spoil for anybody, but. Um, Sweet. But yeah, it was, it was good. Anyway, they, we can they... circle back on ratings. Yeah, here. Well, let's do locations. I'll just r- roll through the, I mean, we kind of already talked about it, but. Uh, I'll just run through them quick. <clears throat> uh, the interior of Gail Sayers' house was actually the interior set of uh, Bewitched, which was kind of fun. Fun little fact. Ooh. I assume that's a studio or something. I don't know. Um, and then, Joe, you mentioned St. Joseph's College in Indiana, in Wheatfield, Indiana. <clears throat> I read that that was where the training camp sequences were shot. Um, Columbia, the ranch, you know, Columbia and Hollywood. That's where the home. Yeah, okay. It's the house. Gail Sayers' house was in. Hollywood. 
And then it's a, just a Chicago. So I assume some of the soldier field, I assume they shot some things at the field and whatnot, which is funny. Cause I read that he played, apparently Brian Pickle only played on Wrigley field, but they shot a lot of this at not a lot of this, but they shot some of it at soldier field, which I thought was interesting. Cause I'm like, did they not have like, did they just practice at Wrigley maybe? Or like, I don't know. I didn't really read too much into it. It's just their practice field. They're like, they, you know, usually don't most, well, maybe you do now. I don't, I don't know. Like most, most places have different places to practice them. Yeah, it's true. I guess yeah. that's kind of a newer thing too. I mean, like the wild, we just like our practice rig was built a couple of years ago. Like it's super new. So I assume that's not like a, I don't I know. I wonder if they had turf. Back. I, Oh yeah. I don't know. Probably a stupid question, but I wonder, I, I assume they wouldn't have had turf. No, I don't think so. I think that's a newer thing too. Because I, that like, I mean, one of the reasons you wouldn't play on your game field is you don't tear up your game field practicing. Right. Right. That makes sense. Okay. This is, this is all making sense. But if it's turf, you know, it can't get torn up. So it's no big deal, but that probably is a more recent development. Right. Uh, ratings. Joe, you want to kick us off? Sure. Uh, I wouldn't say that this is like anywhere near my top movies, but it's it's good. Um, it's sad. I don't. I generally don't like sad movies. Um, I'm gonna go with a, a solid seven, nice. uh, seven beer huts because I thought it was really funny how after sprinting, uh, <laughs> they just wanted to drink a beer which usually is the last thing I want to do after I do any sprinting. Oh, really? I see. I feel like that's why I love marathons or like longer races. Cause they always have drinks and they give you a beer ticket. I, I usually want like water. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Maybe you're just, you're, you're, you're they're speaking your language, not mine. For sure. <laughs> Jesse, you want to go? Sure. I'm going. I'm going five pe- mashed potato pants. Is that what he put under him when he sat down? Oh, yeah, uh, mashed potatoes. Was it mashed potatoes? Yeah. Five pants full of mashed potatoes. Nice. Um, I don't know. It's just in the middle. I mean, I'm also not... It was sad. I don't like being sad. <laughs> um, not, a, you know, not a big football person. It's a great classic, and it's it's not... It's nice that it's like a TV. It's a good story that goes through quick, though. You know, like it doesn't feel like it's just like lollygagging around for yeah any time. Um, which is right in the middle. Cool. Um, easy as that. Nice. Pretty yeah. simple. I'm very similar to you, Jesse. I uh, I think this is a it's an important and super fascinating story that I think if you are super into football, I think you would really enjoy. I think I'm, I'm glad this exists because I probably would have no idea anything about the story of Brian Piccolo and or Gail Sayers. So this is, and cause I'm not as much of a book person as I'm a movie person. So I'm glad that they made this appeal to those type of people. And, and the cast is great. It's very TV movie, as I mentioned. Um, I love the seventies, love the vibe of the seventies. This was very seventies. I mean, everything from the carpet to the wallpaper to the hairstyles, it was crazy. I thought I was watching the Brady Bunch for a second. Um, and then, but I, I'm going to go five as well. This just, like, it's, I don't, it's not that I didn't like it. It's just, 
I don't know. I just, that's about Would it. Would you say that there's just like not enough there for it to be like interesting enough so. for you? Like, I just didn't like, obviously it was very sad when he, you know, died at the end. But I, I don't know. I just didn't feel like a connection to really any of the characters. I was, I was like, oh, this is sad. But I don't know. I can't, like, and that actually might have benefited from it being longer to have a little more of a character development, I think. But then again, this is for TV. It's not supposed to be that long. So, but yeah. I, I do love the length. I mean, yeah. I mean, I would, I would highly recommend this to people who are like into football, football movies in general. So I think they would really, I, this is very nostalgic to me. Like, I think Joe, you're right. When you, I mean, your dad used to bring this home. Like I remember, I think we rented this at some point too. And I definitely watched this, you know, before this is I saw back when you'd go to see Jesse at the movie store. This was way before that. <laughs> this was the OG movie movies. Store. This but, is like uh, the library, the DVD yeah. section of the library. <laughs> but also, I think I mentioned earlier, like if I'm watching a football movie, I kind of want to watch it for the football. Like, and I just, I, I mean, I wish there was a little more football. I know it wasn't about that, but um, I thought the football scenes were really cool. They were really well done. And I love the old school. I just love anything old school football is super cool to me. And I know the seventies, the Raiders were good. So it's fun to watch football during that time. Um, but I'm going to go five piccolos because the instrument. <laughs> yep. But, cool. Speaking of being sad, uh, we probably need to acknowledge two deaths is- that happened recently. <laughs> yes. that's. I was like, when you jumped into the Harry Potter, I was like, I've been holding off trying to jump into another sad football news. <laughs> Yeah, we. Uh, to... the John Madden and Betty White got you know classic people, man. Yeah, and it it blows my mind that John Madden his doc aired on Christmas Day, and he didn't he die like it was the day after the when did he, when did he die? Or a couple days after? It was very close to, to, think... to Christmas. Yeah, and his doc came. It was just weird. I don't know. That was a that was a yeah. I mean, yeah, and Betty White was on the cover of People magazine the day she like the week before she died. That was like Betty turns a hundred. And on what the 17th of January. Oh, make it. Oh, yeah. she hadn't even turned a hundred. No, yet? she January. I think I thought January the cover 17th. of the magazine was okay. No, I, I had the same good. thought because when it when it happened and I was like, oh, like she made it to a hundred, and and he was like, no, didn't quite make it. But I I yeah, gut punch on both of those guys. I know. I mean. Madden is a, obviously a historical legend in the, I mean, his literally video games named after him. And I, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he's a great, and Betty he, White. He still incredible. is like what I hear when I think of a football announcer. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I remember watching Monday Night Football when he was announcing like that. I didn't know him, you know, wasn't around when he was coaching the Raiders, but like that, the, the announcer voice of John Madden is like what I think of when I think of a announcer. Yeah. Me too, for sure. Gaster. Yep. And he was kind of the first coach player to ever right. uh, start, like, talk, you know, what, what do you call it? Sports casting? Um, yeah, announcing, whatever. Announcing, announcing games. Um, yeah, I don't know. And now that's that's pretty pervasive. Um, you know, yeah. not not everybody, but, you know, think of like the Tony Romos it's, and Drew Breeses and Chris Sims and all those guys right. who also played um it's like a path now like you retire and become a yeah analyst or a... yeah you you bring you bring a different perspective than somebody who is simply observing the game without having played or coached it right yeah so sad news but you know I they just, both lived great lives yes i still think of um 
and I'm forgetting. I was seeing something about Madden on how like the list of things, you know, it's like you can't talk about football without Madden in its history. You can't talk right. about video games without Madden in its history. You can't talk about sports broadcasting without Madden in its history. You know, and it was like six, six thing. That's like he's an inaugural like part of that history of these like right. six things. But I still think of that Mad TV sketch where he's yes. selling the John Madden's TV popcorn power. Yes. I, uh, it's, we, I don't know how many times we watched it. It was the funniest thing. But just so good it's crazy I also because like if you think i mean kids probably born you know in the mid-2000s who are playing madden I, they probably have no idea john madden was even affiliated with that i mean maybe they do but if they're super into football but i feel like there's average kid who's like oh you want to play you know a, a football video game and they just play madden i don't know if the first thought is john madden which is kind of interesting yeah i'm curious i mean maybe what do you guys think because i don't really watch a lot of sports broadcasting now but like i know madden was really people even out or like if maybe especially outside of football always talk about how madden um was really good at like not assuming people knew stuff about football like he broke things down really simply so like everyone could understand yes. what's going on and i like usually that's not the case with people like usually there's just an assumption that like you know x y and z about football and right. everything going on so like he was really like someone who like everyone could enjoy listening to him because of the way he broadcast it uh, right and i don't know if that is something that has stayed with sports broadcasting or if it's come back to some uh retired nfl players who are like of course we all know the ins and outs that well, was the, yeah the thing that i find that's crazy is that for me anyway i will sometimes feel like the game is better literally muting the sports broadcaster <laughs> and like listening to music over the game or like something else like that. There, there are a handful of announcers that I think actually add like valuable insight to the game where I actually like want to listen because I, I might learn something or like, you know, I, I might see it in a slightly different way than I am just watching it. The, the one time I see it, um, but not everyone is like that. And I feel like it actually can take away from, from the game if it's not, if yes. it's not good. And I think, I think that's a testament to what you just said uh, is that like a good announcer actually, you know, breaks things down simply. And I think that's what John Madden was really good at. I do love the fandom of local announcers that I've learned in the past few years of like, you know, of like, does these look like, you know, like in Portland, the guy who like called all the Blazers games for like, mm -hmm. what was it like 30, 40 years or something like 80 yeah. years? I don't know, no clue. But like, I love the finding out the local like people who call games and mm -hmm. being like, oh, the, the, the ones that are actually like all the fans are like, we love that guy. Right. It is so funny. I mean, just working at the wild, you know, I'm getting to know all these, all the broadcasters and all like the people on the radio. And it's, it's fascinating the culture around that. Like they're not John Madden level, but people love them anyway. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, you got like they, one town like over local and icons. nobody knows. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it is funny though, because you watch, I mean, you know, I'll watch the Raiders games and you watch these different football games in their hometowns and you can tell the specific voice. Like, you know, when I was interviewing with the Titans, it was like, there's that specific voice that that one guy that announces the games and you just, every time you hear like, oh wait, this must be a Titans game or that's a Raiders game or I don't know. I just love that. That's kind of fun. But 
Yeah. So, and Betty White, I mean, she's a, another historical legend that is, was in everything and people seem to love her very much. So, so I still think one of my favorite Betty White movies, um, is grandma's boy. That's what that was her favorite. I will say for 99 years old, she looked pretty good. Oh, wait, 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 wait. With it. Did I screw this up? I think I might've screwed this up. Uh Oh, uh oh, Joe's just feeding his wrong information. <laughs> oh yes, yes, I screwed this up. Oh my god, that's bad. Ooh, I'll cut that out. Is it just someone else? Doris Roberts. Why did I oh, think okay. Right? I'll cut that out. Don't worry. You yeah. won't look like it. I'm gonna look like an idiot. <laughs> you just dub over a different movie. She was like, you know what my favorite movie was? <laughs> Wait, that would actually be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we Amazing. love that one. I do like um, Grandma's Boy though. Right, Graham, apparently that, that i thought that was betty white so um cool. all right what else we got i mean don't look up came out that new anna mckay movie on netflix i watched it what'd you think i have either of you watched it nope um i oh okay well don't all i anything. say is what well, i was gonna say i won't give anything away I, it was good. I And of course, like, I love Jonah Hill. He's my favorite. It's come up multiple times. And I love Adam McKay, who did this. Yeah. So like, and it's such a killer cast. Like, it's just a fun movie. But people were loving it so much. Like, I watched it a couple days after it came out. So like, I had seen people be posting about how great it is. And I thought it was going to be even better. It's It's a good movie. But like, it was one of those where I went into it being like, this is going to be killer because I've seen a couple days of people being like, this is amazing. I mean, the cast speaks for itself, like you were saying. And Adam McKay is always great. So you'd think it would be. It is really good. It's just, to me, I went into it with such high expectations. Gotcha. That I, uh, I don't know. I uh, figured it was, uh, I thought it was going to be even a little better. It's really good though. So don't go in with high expectations. Yeah, just it's gonna be good, but like it, it, I wasn't like it's the best movie ever made. Gotcha. Um, I wish Jonah Hill was in it a little more, but okay. it's like smart. It's like you know Adam McKay. It's like commentary on climate warming, but he didn't want to use climate warming specifically. Gotcha. Um, you got to watch after the. There's like the like main credits at the end, and then there's a little scene, and then there's like the rolling credits, and then there's also another scene. Oh. So, Doing the Marvel thing. That, but yeah. I mean, hilarious too. I mean, again, okay. it's like three seconds at the end. You know what I'm saying? Like hilarious to think of it as like a Marvel thing oh, just yeah, because yeah. of what it is. When you see what the end is, you'll be like, <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. Like they stole like a Marvel thing to do that. That's amazing. Um, All right. All right. I mean, I'm still intrigued. I've heard, I've, I'm trying to review, I'm trying to avoid, I've been trying to avoid reviews recently because like they can skew you how you think so like easily. At least for me, if I see one review and it's like, this is like, best movie ever or this was terrible i just think about that the entire time i'm watching this movie so i need to i can't do that but that's all right i'm gonna do it i forgot to do my favorite segment i know one star reviews you need to i have them i pulled them i just forgot to do them read that review so this actually not a lot of one star reviews on this um so i ended up going to the amazon page of the dvd Whoa. to find someone star reviews 
Um, so this is this is a good one. This was March 12, 2020 um, from username Brian. Whoa. Um, is this him? Did he well, watch his own movie? Get ready. This is also all in caps. I'll <laughs> say it's all in caps. <laughs> Thanks for one that. One star. The t- actually, the title is not in caps. Then oh. the whole review is in caps. Oh, there's so, so many things wrong with this already. <laughs> one star. Such a disappointment. DVD don't even work. So upsetting. I actually got my name, Brian, from this movie. Mom was in labor watching this in the background in the hospital, and she decided she loved the name Brian. Funny thing is, I played running back just like him, played through college, full scholarship. I just pray I don't end as he did. Anyway, back to the back to product. This is also all written very horribly. I was so excited to watch, but DVD skips after six, seven minutes. And I even fast forward, tried skipping two next scenes, but it's a total loss. I was going to surprise mom with it, but I just got mom excited just to let her down being able to watch. Honestly, it's going to cost me more money to return it with taxi than the $5 fee UPS charges to print it at store because I don't have printed. I was looking forward to getting more. (laughs) Thankfully, I just got just the one to bake. Sure, it was legit. Glad I didn't buy more. I guess if you can check other sellers before using sellers, sorry to have to give review, but don't only losing money. It's and then two words, two words that are not capitalized. It's the back to capitalize disappointment that you can't get back. So how can you give one store if the DVD don't even work? They should refund me to make this all go away so I can get another. Oh, well. Wait, wait. Um, This sounds like somebody who doesn't know how to work a DVD player. Possibly. Also, (laughs) I have two things. One, DVDs skip. You need to clean them properly. He probably didn't do that. Second of all, the end, you said at the end, he said something about getting it again. Yeah. Wait, what was the last Sounds line? Sounds like you got this like like a bootlegged version that somebody like ripped and sold him on the side of the street. But it, it sounds like he didn't enjoy the movie, but he wants another copy. That's yeah, what I mean. Said. He's named after. Well, okay, and then these two very short, like one line actually about the movie. That just was the only one star that really screamed one star review. Um, even though it's about a DVD, was a disappointing movie. I can't think of a better headline. My complaint is not with the seller. It's with the movie. Every one told me I cry. I usually do. I get very emotional with sad movies, but I didn't even form one tear. Disappointing. And then they signed it. Boolean 997. Um, and then Sherry Coleman also said, hated original, way better, more felt. <laughs> None of these are really making sense. I don't know what's going on with the reviews of this movie. I Anyways. love that though. That first review is pretty solid. Yeah, it got, had to fit in some. Again, more with DVDs and the technology, but... <laughs> Oh, I love that. I'm glad you you remember that because that's definitely a segment we have to keep go keep going. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to find them, man. I know. We're talking about DVD reviews on Amazon, but um, Joe, you saw Spider Man. Oh yeah. Yes. I, so I, I have, I'm going to get to that. Uh, I have three things I wrote down. I just want to mention the two, and then we'll talk Spider Man because okay. I want to actually talk about that. Um. Book of Boba Fett came out uh, oh, for yeah. anyone who's Ooh. Star Wars inclined. Um, in the near future, the tragedy of Macbeth is coming out in a 24 film that Apple did. I'm very excited about that. It's got Denzel in it. Um, I hope it's good, but we'll see. A 24. Um, and then I always knew I liked Spider-Man three. 
<laughs> I just did. apparently it was the wrong movie, but like I always knew I would like it. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, I, this, loved it. I love loved uh, Spider Man No Way Home. It um, it is like everything I would want in a movie. It's got all of these different like character uh, stories like coming together from like different movies, and they did a really good job writing that all together and. They actually like I, I I thought the most impressive thing was they actually resolved like yeah. what like six seven different character arcs in one movie in different movies too hold it from universe. different movies yeah the I writing is incredible movies. in my opinion yeah. like I, how I, it I, ends when it ends like basically Jesse are you, I mean you do you care if we just spoil everything no go for it <laughs> okay um basically. Doctor Strange erases everyone's memory from Peter Parker. Like no one knows that Spider-Man or Peter Parker is Spider-Man. So no one even knows, like he loses his friends. He loses everything. Like no one knows him at all, essentially. So it's incredible that they can do this whole trilogy. Wait, nobody knows Peter Parker, but they know Spider-Man still. They know Peter Parker, but they don't know Peter Parker is Spider-Man. But they, so they just they know both of them. They just don't know they're connected now. Right. But then that means yeah. since that doesn't happen, then a lot of his relationships he builds throughout the trilogy don't doesn't even exist. Like he at the end, he sees uh, Zendaya and his friend Ned and they don't even know him. Like it's it's crazy, but it's incredible because they wrote it. It also ended like how Spider-Man 2 ended, which I loved kind of in the apartment. He, he starts, you know, he's starting his own life, but it's incredible because they have this trilogy where all this stuff happens, all these character developments. And then they just completely erased it. Now they can start from scratch. They can do anything they want. Yeah. It is incredible. It's, oh, it's genius. That's, that's exactly what I said on our way home when we were talking about it. Cause I was like, they could literally take this anywhere, anywhere. they want or leave it alone. Yep. They, they could do whatever because they brought every single character and every single Spider-Man full circle. They, yep. they gave them every single character uh, a prop, proper closure. Um, yep. and, I thought that was amazing. I will say, I really wish, you know, at the very end when he walks into his New York City apartment to kind of start his new life, you hear this guy go rent in the background. And I was really hoping it was the rent guy. I really hope so. I mean, it was the same apartment. It was. And he he sewed his new suit because he never got the suit from Tony Stark. So he like made his own suit. Oh, and it's like the class. That's so good. It's it's genius. Yeah, the storytelling and really the, I mean, Tom Holland's awesome. He's Um, perfect. But like, yeah, the, the story was just so well done. And, and part of me wonders, cause like there was this, you know, movie aside, there was this like Marvel Sony, like business side issue for mm-hmm. so long. I want to know who had this idea and when, because I remember when they were rebooting Spider-Man after like, not that long, like, like it, it, it was like, like they did the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and then they started the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man and it was not, it was like a few years later. And I'm like, yeah. it feels a little overdone. Right. But like, this actually makes it feel like almost as if like somebody had this idea like a long time ago, even though I, I kind of doubt it, but right. I, I don't know. Like it's, it's just really amazing writing. I a hundred percent agree. I think it's the best written Spider-Man movie that's come out. Maybe even Marvel movie. I think it's incredible. It's up there. Yeah. It's up there. Yeah. It's just impressive how they can, like you look at Spider-Man 3 and I know you love it, but like the writing in that is not as great. You know, they're trying to connect all these villains and stuff. This has even more villains, even more characters. 
two new Spider-Man. It's like, and dude, well, their introduction. This, scene, is, this is like, I feel like the vision of the original Spider-Man three, but just yes. way better execution. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, th- I think I actually said this when we reviewed Spider-Man three, I was like, I feel like I respect that they tried. Like, yeah. You know, like, like I, I saw where they were going. I liked the direction. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't perfect execution, but I, I still was happy it went there. And right. I feel that same way about this one, except it actually hit home. You know, like they actually got it right. They actually got home, even though yeah. there was no way home. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, but I also love the, the end credit sequence because I've never seen the Venom films, but I've heard they're not great. And I know you said you haven't liked them, but I love that too, because they acknowledge that because he's in it, right? Tom Hardy's in it. He leaves the little alien thing and he goes back to his universe. So he's not, he's not even gonna be the venom in this universe. They kind of erased that whole, that whole story too. Now this is going to be completely new. It's, it's a good point. It's awesome. I guess I didn't think about the Tom Hardy, like, like, Mm -hmm. so that was, that was the one critique I would have is I wish venom was a part of this. So being the next one though, but it it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have made sense. Um, because, none of those spider-mans knew about the tom hardy venom no it would have had to be the um topher grace uh yeah. and i didn't really like his version yeah. as much so but i think venom i have a feeling venom's gonna be because i think they're doing three more with tom holland and i think he'll be i think venom's gonna be the main villain in that one one of those because that symbiote is eventually gonna get to somebody like i'm super pumped where they take it so i'm very excited about that I will be curious too, because I know you haven't seen the the Venoms, but like they take a very like, um, uh, like, like voice in your head, uh, uh, but like, but like more conversational. Right. Um, and which, comical, right? Yeah. They try to use it as like a comedic effect. And, right. and I mean, it, it works in that way. Um, but I feel like they have the potential to like make venom like a really dark cool yes. character yeah and i hope th- i hope they do i hope they don't like try and like laugh them off too much you know i don't think they will i think the the producers and writers around spider-man about the new spider-mans they have it like they've got everything under control i i have complete trust in them but it's the same venom right so wouldn't it have the same i guess i don't know how i don't know that's a great question i think it affects people differently though think about it because like toby's when he yeah, got shit. infected he was different topher grace was different they were all kind of different in their own way. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting. But I, I, I agree. They, they somehow took, and like you know, if you, if you had told me that going into that, where I like you, you knew from the last one that they like publicly declared the idea, uh, the um, identity of mm-hmm. of uh, Peter Parker to be Spider Man, and you're like, how the hell are they going to resolve this? Right. They just did such a good job. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Applause all around. <laughs> I'm going to go see it, I think, again this week. Do it. But, all right. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, I mean, this is, I mean, Joe Gatto is leaving the Practical Jokers. I don't know if you guys are a fan of that right. show. But I, I mean. that That's an occasional, like, guilty okay. pleasure that I just like to throw on. And, he made a public announcement yeah. that him and his wife mutually decided to separate. And he's going to focus on his kids, I guess. So, and that whole thing. So we'll see what happens. I don't know if they'll bring in a new one or just have three of them, but a little tidbit I read. Interesting. Interesting. I never like still watch the 
um practical jokers like i forget that they're actually still filming but i do listen to like um sal volcano oh he's on, so like funny. his podcasts and stuff so yeah I, I think they're hilarious they're fun i like sal the best yeah sal's good he does tour he tours he was actually supposed to come here but i think they canceled it or they pushed it back mm-hmm. cool is that a wrap you guys have anything else is it from me the beatles doc i still don't watch that one i gotta get on that yeah i haven't oh. really had the chance to watch anything the past couple of weeks because i've just been so busy with work but i'm less busy this week so i'm gonna crank on some stuff i've missed yeah yeah i think don't look up was my only thing so okay all right i'm gonna wrap it up teppy's farting so <laughs> you know what that means <laughs> no time <laughs> And she's panting. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up.